You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Hope in the midst of our nations. My desire is that these meditations would not be so time-bound as to become useless in the future. However, I feel as if I would be remiss if I ignored the discouragement, the lack of hope endemic in the midst of the nations. I live in the United States of America, but I am not just writing about my country. There is a prevailing moral malaise which results in the increasing anxiety and discouragement afflicting the nations. Yet, believers are called to courageously hope and demonstrate their holy anticipation. In the light of this, let us not be feckless and become at one with this atmosphere, becoming manifestations of the spirit of the age. We serve the God of hope, not the despairing spirit. In the light of this allegiance, it would be a good strategy to concentrate on cultivating and overcoming hope. Please review this end-time oracle that comes straight from the mouth of God incarnate. In Luke 21, 25-28, Tree of Life Version, we read of Jesus prophesying that, Upon the earth, nations will be confused by the roaring of the sea and its waves. As a result, people will lose heart from fear and anticipation of what is overtaking the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. However, that is not the end of this prophecy. He said, And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. He completed this with an exhortation. Here it is. Now when these things begin to happen, stand straight and lift up your heads because your salvation is near. If we are approaching such a season as was foretold, then perhaps it is time to reinforce and build our capacities to hope. Here's a good foundation, determined to preserve the strength of what we already possess. Jesus said, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one can take away your crown. Revelation 3.11, New English Translation. That's a good blueprint for building our hope. We are called to guard our souls. But take care for yourselves, lest your hearts are weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of daily life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who reside on the face of the whole earth. But be alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to happen and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21, 34-36, Lexham English Bible. We can actively trust God, do good, and cultivate faithfulness. Psalm 37, 3. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. Galatians 6, 9. Doing good 
is connected with that assured expectation. Paul wrote, The plowman ought to plow in hope, and the thresher to thresh in hope of sharing the crops. 1 Corinthians 9.10b God calls us to serve him as we are motivated by faith, hope, and love. Working with wisdom, we get to know our identities and roles within the context of the believing community which is connected to heaven. Hebrews 12:22. We are called to persevere in our assigned places even if every temporal structure is shaken and removed. Hebrews 12:25 through 29. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire." We are worshipers who desire participation in the heavenly city God has prepared for us. Hebrews 11, 13-16 Meanwhile, in the midst of the nations wherein we find ourselves on pilgrimage, we are to live hopefully and labor steadfastly. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. I love my nation. I hope you love yours. In every culture there are opportunities for believers to steward their civic responsibilities. Yes, we are commanded to prioritize our love for our fellow disciples, but this is not exclusive love. We are also called to love our neighbors. We are called to love our cultural and political adversaries, too. While this is true, and we work out our loving loyalty to those around us, reverencing God, we should not lose sight of our first allegiance and our ultimate hope. It is possible to overemphasize and pervert patriotism. Also, loving our own ethnic groups can degenerate into tribalism with the attendant hostility towards those who are other. Consider this warning and exhortation, Philippians three eighteen through 21 For many walk, of whom I have often told you, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of the Messiah, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus the Messiah, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself.
it is possible that our hopes are off-center, zeroed in on earthly things. Personally, I believe there is going to be a great reversal in my nation's spiritual and cultural atmosphere. I expect it and pray for it. I hope against hope for this. When I view my nation, I order my emotional life in harmony with this expectation. Consider, when the Ark of the Covenant was captured by Israel's enemy, God decapitated Dagon's image and brought the testimony of his presence back into his land without the help of human hands. 1 Samuel 5 through chapter 6, verse 15. I anticipate the same type of activity in my nation. I encourage you to embrace the same hope for your nation. However, our common citizenship is in heaven. We await the Messiah Jesus' return. More than the transformation of any nation is the promised transformation of our earthly state into the liberating likeness of Jesus' glory. In the light of this, shine. Do all things without grumbling and disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of the Messiah I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain, nor toil in vain." Philippians 2:14-16 Despite its overuse and misapplications, God's promise to Israel may be judiciously, circumspectly, hopefully applied to all who believe in the Messiah. 2 Chronicles 7:12-14 Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. In addition to this specific promise, we have this remarkable promise of answered prayer, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. In the light of such promises, who can dare to give up hope? We have eternal hope, we can also embrace hope for our nations in this present age. Such a temporal hope is, in many ways, dependent upon the spiritual wholesomeness of the Messiah's body within the nations. In our next meditation, I want to briefly expose us to some biblical expectations for the believing community in this age. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. The theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love and his latest, Hope Again, Strengthening the Anchor of Your Soul, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org. 
and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.